This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Zan Dixon. And I'm Barbara Ramirez. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. This evening, we speak with Alex Curtis, the Communications Director for New Mexico Secretary of State, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. He shares about the role of the Secretary of State, the importance of voting, and dates to remember for the upcoming midterm elections. We have exciting community events and important updates on our weekly vaccine equity segment. Tonight's music is about voting and civic engagement, starting with Have You Had Enough by Rot Flamo, Ricky Lee Jones, and Maxwell Mosher. What are the important dates to keep in mind for this midterm election? Alex Curtis, the communications director for New Mexico Secretary of State, tells us about the registration process and voting dates to mark on your calendar. Here is 17-year-old DJ member Jacqueline Wynn speaking with Alex Curtis. This is Jacqueline Nguyen with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Alex Curtis, the Communications Director for New Mexico Secretary of State, Maggie Tulos Oliver. Aside from working for the Secretary of State, Alex has 10 years of experience in strategic communications, media relations, digital media, and research for political campaigns, nonprofits, advocacy organizations, and state government. Previously, Alex has worked for Progress Now New Mexico, the New Mexico Political Report, and the University of New Mexico. Alex Curtis, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Please tell us more about yourself. Well, sure. Uh, and uh, thank you for that introduction. Uh, like you said, I've been working in uh, government and nonprofits for uh, over 10 years now in New Mexico, uh, but I'm originally from Las Vegas, Nevada. I uh, went to school in Washington, D.C. Uh, at American University, and then, uh, but then finished uh, my undergrad at UNM and then got my master's at UNM as well, uh, though I studied political science in the beginning. I finished in philosophy uh, for anyone who might be out there in humanities wondering what you can do with uh, those degrees after you graduate. You can do lots of things. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and so then I, uh, after I got my master's degree, uh, stayed here uh, in New Mexico and started working, as you said, for some uh, kind of uh, political advocacy nonprofits. Uh, including uh, Progress Now, New Mexico, the Center for Civic Policy, um, and then uh, as of 2018, came over uh, to the Secretary of State's office as the communications director, and so, and now have been uh, here through many election cycles, and I really love the, the work that I get to do at the Secretary of State, uh, promoting voting and um, 
and and defending our democracy and and doing all the things to assist uh, the you know the wonderful people around the state who who actually do the the real work of running our elections. So uh, yeah, really happy to to be here with you today. That's awesome. So I'd love to learn about the role of the New Mexico Secretary of State. Um, will you provide us with a reminder of this important office and role in government? Sure, and that's a great, uh, great starting place that that a lot of people might not know uh, what the Secretary of State uh, does in New Mexico. So the Secretary of State in New Mexico is the state's chief election officer. So. Uh, she or anyone who holds the office actually is the uh, is uh, third in line for for the the governorship. If if the governor and the uh, and the lieutenant governor are are both out of state, uh, the secretary of state is actually third in line and becomes acting governor, which is uh, just a little bit of trivia there. But the um, the the main role of the secretary of state is to oversee the state's elections. Uh, the county clerks in in each of New Mexico's 33 counties are actually the ones who uh, run the elections. So they're actually the ones who, you know, who, who oversee where the polling sites are going to be. They hire poll workers. They actually do the you know the counting of the votes and and all that kind of thing. The secretary of state's office is kind of at a at a more higher, broader level, where um, she is overseeing uh, the county clerks, the conduct of uh, of the elections. She works with the legislature to pass laws uh, that that affect voting and and uh, and elections in our state. Um, and in addition to that, the Secretary of State's office also has some. Um, business responsibilities. So, you know, if you want to open a business in New Mexico, every business that opens in New Mexico has to be uh, registered with the Secretary of State's office. So that's another thing that our office does. And we also um, uh, oversee the campaign finance uh, systems in New Mexico. So when uh, political campaigns or uh, or PACs or um, individual candidates, you know, or lobbyists, you know, they all are required to file certain things when it comes to uh, campaign finance. So where the money's coming from, how it gets spent, that all has to be um, publicly available and, and, and recorded. And that is done by the Secretary of State's office as well. So those are kind of some of the roles that the Secretary of State plays in New Mexico. In, in some other states, uh, the role is, is different or, or the, the chief election official is slightly different. But, but in New Mexico, the main thing the Secretary of State does is oversee the state's elections. Wow, that's like such a big, important role. Um, so why do you think it's important to participate in um, elections? Well, uh, voting and elections are the foundation of our country. Uh, and, you know, it's what we in, in the United States of America have uh, free and open elections. And though we have purported to have free and open elections for much of our existence, have not really had free and open elections uh, to many people. Uh, or genders uh, and different people uh, throughout our uh, history, um, but it, it still remains the foundational right of any democracy uh, and is, is the right to cast a ballot, uh, cast a secret ballot, you know, free from intimidation or coercion of any, any kind. It's the 
thing that democracy is is based on and because of that it it is you know in in my opinion you know the if one of the most if not the most foundational activities that uh eligible people uh, in our society can participate in basically because you know voting is the way we elect the representatives that actually pass the laws right we're not uh we're not what we call a direct democracy where every single person is voting on you know where the stoplight is gonna you know be placed or 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 this specific law we we are a democratic republic so we 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 elect people to uh, to make those day-to-day -day decisions, though plenty of things in our in our um, society and government are uh, of a direct democracy type, right? Like we're in this coming election, we're going to be voting, New Mexicans are going to be voting on a couple constitutional amendments uh, that, that will be on the ballot that will alter, that would potentially alter our state constitution. You know, we vote on things like, uh, bonds, you know, that basically how money, how the government is allowed to spend our, our money and that kind of thing. And so these are all very important things that affect our, the entire way we live in our society. And we all, once you're 18, of course, um, have the ability to have a voice in those decisions. And so that's why, you know, it's such an important thing that uh, we participate in elections. I absolutely agree with you. I think that it's really important to vote, especially to contribute and like have our voice out there. Um, so what if, if anything, is different about this year's elections compared to 2020 and previous elections in New Mexico? Great question. So there's not, um, there's not really any major differences in how um, people are going to be casting their ballots in, in this election. Uh, the During 2020, of course, when we were dealing with the pandemic, uh, there were uh, a lot of changes that happened in 2020, you know, in terms of social distancing requirements, you know, having face masks, um, uh, using a, a lot more absentee ballots that people were using because they didn't want to uh, go to in-person polling places things like that, but all of those uh, sort of things, those, those provisions and, um, uh, and kind of alterations to how voting worked in 2020 are no longer in place. And so really what people can expect uh, out of this general election is, uh, is what you've expected in, in previous elections, but for people who may not have voted in previous elections, uh, some important things to, to keep in mind um, are that you know, in-person voting is going, uh, you know, is is happening already. So on October 11th, uh, that's when the real start of early voting happened. So uh, as from October 11th to October uh, 22nd, you can uh, vote uh, at any, at your county clerk's office uh, at any county in, uh, in New Mexico. After October 22nd, uh, that's what we call expanded early voting. So that's when uh, more early voting locations are going to open up in each county. Uh, it's important to know that uh, we have what are called voting convenience centers in New Mexico. And that means that whatever county you're in and whatever county, well, whatever county you're registered to vote in, 
you can vote in whatever in any polling place in that county. So you, uh, if you're on the way home and you, you know, you see something that's right by your work, or you're you're totally across town from uh, from where you would normally vote, or you're in a different part of the county, uh, as long as you are registered in that county, you can vote in any polling place in that county. And like I was saying, so we have um, early voting that's going on now and, and expanded locations are going to open on October 22nd. Uh, the last day of, of that in-person early voting is November 5th. And then election day is Tuesday, November 8th. And in all those instances, you, know, you can um, find a polling place and go vote in person. But another important thing to note is that uh, any registered voter in New Mexico can request a mail-in ballot or what's also known as an absentee ballot. And so I'll, I'll start plugging uh, nmvote.org. That is the main uh, website that, that's run by uh, our office, the Secretary of State's office. And that is a very easy way where you can go to nmvote.org and you can request a mail-in ba ballot if you would prefer to vote that way. Uh, and then basically, once you make that request, your county clerk will send you that ballot in the mail, you fill it out, um, uh, yeah, and then follow the directions to mail it back in, or you can drop that mail that mail in ballot at any polling location in your county. So, so those are kind of the major ways that, that you can participate in this election. And, and th that's pretty much, uh, how it's been in previous elections. There is one more thing I would say that is kind of new over the last couple of years, which is we have uh, now what we call same day voter registration in New Mexico. So as of October 11th, um, you can no longer register to vote or update your registration through uh, online, uh, online voter registration or through those paper forms that people might be familiar with where you, know, you may have seen a voter registration agent and you fill out a paper form and then they send that in to the county clerk. That registering to vote like that ended on October 11th for this general election. But now that we have same day voter registration, you can show up at any polling location, uh, register to vote, right there, as long as you're eligible to, to be registered to vote, you register right there and then you're able to vote right there as well. So that's a, a cool new thing that we've uh, instituted in the past few years that is meant to make it even easier for people to participate in the election. And, uh, and specifically, you know, when we're talking about young people or other people that aren't uh, traditionally as uh, active voters, people who, who don't usually participate uh, in, in elections at the rate that, say, older people do. That's a really, same-day registration is a really great option for them because often, you know, we will have missed that deadline, but you still want to vote. Well, you still can vote. Just show up to any uh, polling location, do the same-day registration, and you'll be able to vote uh, right then and there. So that's, that's, that's kind of the only main, uh, the, the main new thing that people should know about, uh, in this 2022 general election. Thank you so much for all that information. It was really helpful. And I love that there's a lot of different options. And I, I think the, um, in person is really interesting too. Um, so, 
what are some concerns across the country for elections this year? Yeah, well, concerns, um, you know, election administrators um, do have, you know, some concerns about, uh, about elections this year, mostly uh, kind of stemming from uh, mis and disinformation when it comes to, uh, to elections. Um, since 2020, as uh, many listeners may know, there has been a, uh, a, a, a real uptick in, in mis and disinformation about uh, our voting and elections, both in New Mexico and in other states and, and more broadly nationally. And so there's a concern among election administrators, the people like the county clerks and secretary of states who run elections, that these lies basically, and they are lies um, about the integrity of our elections or the legitimacy of the 2020 election, or, you know, there's, there's a lot of specific bits of mis and disinformation out there. Um, it, it, our concern as election administrators is that those, that misinformation will kind of feed its way into people's minds and they will either have kind of lost faith in our election processes um, and, and therefore then choose to stay home or not participate because they feel like their vote doesn't count in some way. So that's definitely a, a concern uh, coming into this election. There's kind of, there's more additional concerns when it comes to uh, potential bad actors, um, you know, who, who have really, uh, I would say, you know, drunk the Kool-Aid of, of this kind of misinformation that they might attempt to um, disrupt the elections uh, in, in New Mexico or in other states because of their false beliefs about our election processes. So those are concerns that, that we have as election administrators. Voters themselves should not, you know, need to worry about those things. We you know, we, you know, we work with county clerks, with law enforcement agencies to make sure every vote is is protected. That anyone who shows up at a polling place can, um, you know, cast their ballot freely and safely. And so, as a as a kind of regular voter, you know, I, there's not a lot of concerns that that any regular voter should should have going into the election. But as election administrators, we have been quite concerned over the past few years about how kind of far and wide these lies about our voting and elections have spread. And we really don't want to see decreases in voter participation because of that, of the spread of that misinformation. And that's, you know, that's a reason that's why I do this job. That's why I'm, you know, doing interviews like this and why we, uh, you know, do as much outreach as we do at the Secretary of State's office to get people the facts about uh, our elections. And I will do just another plug on that there. If people go to rumor.nmvote.org, so that's R-U-M-O-R dot nmvote.org, that's what we call our rumor versus reality website that we have through the Secretary of State's office. And that is uh, specifically set up to push back on a lot of this election mis and disinformation uh, and kind of a fact check website that, you know, you may have heard um, 
a lot of different things. I don't, I don't need to, or really want to repeat all the, all the lies that, that, that are kind of floating around out there right now, but many of the most prominent ones we try to address on this website, again, rumor.nmvote.org and, and, uh, and give New Mexicans the, the facts about our elections. So I would definitely direct people there if they had any questions. So, um, can you, I know you mentioned the steps to vote, but could you remind us the steps that voters would need to take in order to register and vote in the midterm elections? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, the you know the main the first thing that you have to do in order to vote, of course, is register to vote. Uh, you know, in order to cast a ballot. And so, like I was saying before. Uh, Throughout the whole year, uh, you know, you can either go online to nmvote.org uh, and and register to vote online, um, or you can um, use a paper form through a voter registration agent or at your county clerk. But for the 2022 general election, that voter registration deadline has closed. So, um, so I think what's important to know is if uh, if you do want to utilize that same day voter registration um, option uh, that you have to bring either a, uh, a New Mexico light driver's license or a New Mexico identification card that's been uh, issued to you through the uh, motor vehicle division MVD uh, or the tax and revenue department. Um, you have to bring that, you have to bring uh, any document that contains an address uh, in the county, so these are things like you know your utility bills, things like that. Uh, you can bring one or uh, both of those things with you, or you can bring um, a, a current student ID uh, from uh, from your uh, post secondary uh, institution. So that those are important things, and those are basically the same things that you have to provide when you register in any way. Um, but but so just to make that uh, that clear that you know you, you people may hear in New Mexico that we do not have uh, voter ID requirements uh, that is not true uh, we do have uh, voter ID requirements and those are what I was just uh, alluding to there you have to prove your identity in order to register to vote and then when you actually go to vote then you have to um, affirm those same bits of information that you use to register to vote. We, so that, that is the voter identification that we have in New Mexico. What we do not have is what's known as mandatory photo voter identification, uh, but that's, a, that's another conversation there. But, um, but really just that uh, the, the people, you, you do need to present a proof of who you are uh, and proof that you're eligible uh, to vote. And, and so again, you can find uh, these, uh, these requirements on nmvote.org. Uh, you can also uh, contact your county clerk and they will, um, you know, they can provide this information as well. Thank you so much for that. That was really helpful. Um, can you also remind of some important dates that people should keep in mind? Sure. So yeah, there are, um, a few key dates uh, coming up over the next uh, few weeks. So, like I've um, mentioned before, the 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 
the one that's that's uh, I think closest to to when our conversation here is going to air is that October twenty second is uh, when expanded early voting locations open up in every county. So October twenty second is when uh, you're going to be able to find more early voting locations around your county. And again, as long as you are registered to vote in that county, you can vote at any polling location in that county in which you're registered. Um, November 3rd is going to be the last day that people can request a mail-in ballot. So like I was saying before, uh, uh, you know, like you said, we, you know, uh, we have many uh, different options and different ways that that voters in New Mexico can cast their ballot, you can vote early, you can vote on election day, uh, or you can vote with a mail in ballot. And, uh, but November 3rd is the last day that you have to request that ballot, either at nmvote.org, or directly through your county clerk. Uh, and that's basically November 3rd is that deadline. So the county clerk has enough time to get your request, mail that ballot back to you or mail that uh, the, the ballot to you. And that so then you have enough time to uh, fill it out and, and get it back to the county clerk either by mailing or by dropping it off. Um, and then so November 5th is going to be the last day of early voting. So that's going to be the last day that those early voting sites are open in every county. Uh, that I believe is a Saturday. And then so then we have that Sunday, November 6th, uh, Monday, November 7th, you know, there's no voting happening on those days. But then November 8th is the is the main deadline uh, that people should know about because November 8th is uh, the the election day. And on November 8th, all polling locations in every, in all 33 counties are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And as long as you are in line uh, at, at one of those polling locations at 7 p.m., you will be uh, you will be allowed to vote at that polling location. So even if you show up uh, you know, if you show up at 645 and there's a line, you know, and sometimes there are lines um, that people should be aware of. And this might be a, a well attended election. So people should keep that in mind. And that's why I would encourage people to uh, think about voting early if you want or think about voting with a mail in ballot because it, uh, you know, you avoid having to to go in person, even though I do like uh, going in person on election day, though I don't. I'm not able to do that anymore since I work for the Secretary of State's office and I'm busy all day that day. Um, but if you, again, if you show up uh, before seven o'clock and are in line at any polling location, you will uh, be able to vote even if you're waiting after that 7 p.m. deadline. But, but technically 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. is when polls are open on November 8th, which is election day, which if, if uh, if you don't remember any other day, remember November 8th as election day. <laughs> Thank you so much for those reminders. Um, so shifting gears, what is your message to youth interested in civic engagement or working on elections? That's a great question. So the best thing that young people can do uh, is start participating in uh our civic life in some way. And, and, and I think the best way to do that is to get registered to vote and to start voting. We, you know, we like to say that, you know, when, and this, this pans out in, in the data that, that, uh, you know, plenty of people research this kind of stuff. The, the, the younger you are, 
when you start voting or start engaging in uh, society and civic life, the more likely you are to do that your entire life. So to make voting a habit, to vote in every election, that kind of thing. So that's why, you know, uh, that it's a young people to get, you know, to get involved, uh, get involved as young as possible is, is, is what we say. And so there's, there's, but there's some other ways of doing that as well, besides just voting. Um, there, you don't have to be 18 to be a poll worker. So, and that's a wonderful way to learn about the process of voting. Um, and I would encourage many people to go back, uh, even what we were saying a second ago about kind of mis and disinformation. A lot of the reason mis and disinformation about our elections um, is kind of uh, absorbed by so many people is because so many people don't understand how elections actually work. And the best way to uh, to learn about how elections work is to get there on the ground and do the work of elections. And that really comes down to the poll workers that, that, that work the polls. And that means, you know, helping set up the machines, checking people in, getting people their ballots, troubleshooting when things, uh, you know, are when something goes wrong. Um, and then, and then of course, all the process of how the, the votes are secured, how they're counted after, during and after election day, you know, all of that. I think that's a really great opportunity for young people to get involved, even if you are not um, 18, uh, that, that you can still have this, uh, this engagement with our, our, our voting and election process. Uh, of course, in New Mexico, I should also mention, you can register to vote before you're 18, as long as you're going to be 18 by the next election. So that's, that's also something that young people should, should know and something we, it, you know, uh, our Secretary Toulouse Oliver was very um, uh, supportive of that change a couple years ago to, to voter registration, because again, uh, you know, if you can get younger people that are, you know, 17 and six months or whatever uh, to to register to vote to uh, start thinking about voting, they're going to be more likely to then go vote, you know, when they turn 18 and then and then they're going to be more likely to vote uh, to, to become a lifelong voter and be engaged in our civic life for their entire lives. So those are some of the things that um, I think, uh, you know, young people can really have a direct you know, connection to doing, uh, you know, to not even mention, you know, other volunteer opportunities with, you know, nonprofits or advocacy groups or, uh, you know, or, or again, volunteering with a voter uh, registration drive or, um, you know, or even like taking classes on civics or learning about government and that kind of thing. I mean, it's the, all, all of those kinds of things, I think, are really beneficial for young people, uh, again, with the idea that, that the earlier in life that you do those kinds of things, the more likely you're going to be to do those kinds of things throughout your life. And I mean, that's certainly, you know, is what happened with me just in terms of, you know, my parents, you know, taking me when they were going to vote when I was a kid, you know, long before I could vote, it was kind of just in my mind that, um, hey, this is something that that adults do, and I want to go do it, you know, when I'm eligible to do it, and just getting uh, younger people interested is, uh, is so important to having them participate when they can. 
I think that's really interesting. Um, I didn't know that you could like work at polls like before you're 18. I think that's so cool. Um, and I definitely agree that a lot of people don't get, don't participate in voting because they don't know a lot of information, mm -hmm. especially like in my class, I, a lot of people started voting once they knew about the process. Mm -hmm. um, so as we end our conversation, uh, what is your overall message to New Mexico? Uh, yeah, the, my overall message would definitely be to get out there and vote, uh, participate in, uh, in our upcoming general election, uh, learn as much as you can about all the candidates, all the questions that there are out there. Uh, there's lots of resources um, that New Mexicans can use to learn about uh, what's going to be on the ballot and what they're going to be asked to decide on. Like you said, Jackie, the, um, you know, a lack of information is really uh, what keeps a lot of people away from voting or, or keeps people away from feeling like they have the proper information, you know, in order to make a decision. And so I would uh, encourage people to vote, of course, but before you vote, make sure you get as much information as you can. Seek out trusted sources of uh, information about voting in elections. Uh, so that's, you know, the Secretary of State's office, again, nmvote.org. There's a lot of great information uh, on our website there. There's uh, organizations like the League of Women Voters that, that you know, are nonpartisan organizations that, that put out voter guides and different things that are, that just kind of tell you, you know, who the candidates are, what their positions are, you know, what the questions you're going to see on your ballot are, what the kind of pro and con arguments are for those things, you know, seek out that nonpartisan trusted information, either from, like I said, Secretary of State's office, that your county clerk is a, is a wonderful source of information, uh, who will also be able to answer anything uh, th that you need, um, or these, you know, uh, these nonpartisan uh, voting rights organizations that really make it uh, a big part of their work to just provide people with uh, with good information. And so, yeah, I would just say get out there and vote and make sure that you uh, get as much information as possible in order to make uh, your decisions. I think that's a great message. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I don't think so. I think I hit on all the, you know, I plugged nmvote.org, uh, talked about the rumor versus reality site. Uh, I think that uh, you know, made my my pitches to uh, to people to get out there and vote. So I just, uh, I, I think I said all I needed to say. Well, thank you so much for being here, uh, giving us a lot of information about voting. Um, I learned a lot and I really think that your message of getting people to vote and is a great message. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're passionate about spreading good information, especially about voting. Well, thank you very much for having me. We're glad to have you. Um, we have been speaking with Alex Curtis, Communications Director for the New Mexico Secretary of State. For Generation Justice, I'm Jacqueline Wynn. Thank you, Alex, for sharing with the Generation Justice community on ways to make sure you get your vote in and updating us on the different mediums of voting for this upcoming election. Alex, thank you for reminding us that every election is important. It is essential to be an engaged citizen. Now we'll hear Get In Line by Todd Tijerina, a song that was inspired by the civil rights movement and the restriction of voting in many states. 
time to strike down laws that are crimes that fly when needed in the voting line. The lesson is plain to see. Yes, the lesson is plain to see. It's so plain to see. Without our vote, we're not free. That's why we It's now time for vaccine equity. This is an important reminder that you might qualify for the bivalent booster, better known as the Omicron booster shot. That's right. I already got my bivalent booster because it specifically targets Omicron variants. Without this booster, we aren't protected from the Omicron mutation. Last week, the FDA approved the Omicron-specific boosters for kids as young as five years old. But remember, this Omicron bivalent dose is a booster shot, so make sure you get your primary dose to be eligible for the Omicron booster. If you need to get up to date with your vaccinations, visit vaccinenm.org and schedule your appointment now. Masks are still shown to reduce the risk of contracting and transmitting COVID-19. Visit cdc.gov for more information on adequate masks and remember, mask up New Mexico. That's it for our vaccine equity segment. Make sure you're maintaining social distancing protocols and continuing to wear masks to help keep you and others safe. Here is you and your folks, me and my folks by Funkadelic. Welcome back to Generation Justice. It's that time of the program where we talk about some of the upcoming community events. That's right, Zan. What's the first event you'd like to highlight? Well, Barbara, I'd like to first talk about the Berke Unite exhibit, focused on the healing of stigma around behavioral health here in New Mexico, led by interdisciplinary artist Gerald Lovato. Do you have any more information? Yes, I do. The Burke Unite exhibit will be on Saturday, October 29th at the Orpheum Community Hub from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. There's going to be great food, live performances, and much more. For more information, contact Gerald Lovato or Monica Bencomo on Facebook. Are you looking for a family event? The Lantern Festival at Speedway Sandia is coming up on November 5th from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. This will be the last Lantern Festival at Speedway Sandia. You can bring your loved ones and experience a fun and exciting night. For more information on this event, visit racesandia.com. Again, that is racesandia.com. As you venture out, please remember to stay safe, mask up, and get up to date with your vaccinations. We are still in the midst of a global deadly pandemic. That's it for our community events. Now we bring you the song, Swim Don't Drown by New Mexican indigenous artist, Defy. Woke up in a cold sweat, dripping big speed. I'm just trying to catch some seeds. I am gonna catch my dreams. Travel on this path I lead. Paddle on this track, just breathe. We hope you've enjoyed this hour of civic engagement. We'd like to thank our guest, Alex Curtis, and the New Mexico Secretary of State. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Roberta Rael and myself, Barbara Ramirez, with production assistance from Sunandita Santana, Madumita Santana, 
Lily Lukau, and my co-host, Zan Dixon. A special thank you to our interviewer, Jacqueline Wynn, and thank you to Matthew Finch for supporting our music curation. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, the Conalma Health Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health, Infectious Disease Bureau, and Office of School and Adolescent Health. As well as the Better Together program, the City of Albuquerque, Race Forward, Media Justice, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last song of the night is Friendship Train by Gladys Knight and the Pips. I'm Barbara Ramirez. And I'm Zan Dixon. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Make your voices heard, New Mexico. Good night.